1: Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post. Up next, we have the star of the game, Insecure, and the long awaited sequel, Top Gun Maverick, the talented Jay Ellis. Coming up, I talked to Jay about humble beginnings of his acting career, how he secured the part in Top Gun Maverick, and what it's like now being recognized on the street by fans for his iconic roles. Up next, Jay Ellis, let's go. Hi, I'm Jaylen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man Podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post. A show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. Download the podcast, leave a five-star rating, what was your favorite theme, Who was your favorite guest? Who would you like to see on the show? You're going to love this week's episode. This week's theme is always look forward. There's a saying that goes, the only times that we should ever look back is to see how far you've come. When you're sitting in the vehicle, think about it. There's a reason why the windshield is far superior in size than the rear view mirror. You know why? Because what's happening in front of you means vastly more than what took place in the past. So whether the past was full of good times or bad, there's a way to honor all of it without letting it get in the way of paving your future. Each day is a new opportunity to be better than who you were before always moving forward in whatever you do, in your job, in your family, can only lead to bigger and better things. And I'm not saying any of this is easy. Some days it can be tough to hold your head high and look the world right in the eye. But as the great Dr. Martin Luther King once said, faith is taking the first step without seeing the entire staircase. My next guest knows all about what it takes to climb to the top. Jay Ellis is a rising star in the entertainment world, a South Carolina native, and an actor known by many of his guest performances, like Lawrence on HBO's hit series, Insecure. Coming up, i talked to Jay Ellis about working on his craft as an actor, his Top Gun role as Reuben Payback Fitch, and what it takes to be better than yesterday. Up next, Jay Ellis. Hi, I'm Jaylen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man Podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post. A show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. You may know my next guest, from his role on The Game as Lawrence in the hit HBO series, Insecure. But whatever you know about him now, it's only the tip of the iceberg because my brother, J. Ellis, finna be everywhere. His latest film, long awaited sequel, Top Gun Maverick, in which he plays Lieutenant Ruben Payback Fitch. And I saw it Saturday, congratulations. Alongside the legendary Tom Cruise, it is my honor to welcome the talented Jay Ellis to the my, Renaissance Band. My guy. What I'm up, man? I'm so happy family? to
0: be here, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you, family. I appreciate the love. I have to ask you. So you grew up in South Carolina, but then in 2013, you decided to go to L.A. How did yeah. that happen?
0: Man, it was a long ride, man. My dad was in the Air Force, so we, we bounced around. I lived on a bunch of different bases as a kid. And I just remember all these like one of the things that was very consistent, no matter where we lived, is like me and my parents would always sit around the TV and watch movies together and TV together. My dad was a huge Richard Pryor, Mm -hmm. Eddie Murphy, George Carlin, like he loved all the comedians. He loved all of that stuff. My mom was a huge Western fan and she also loved uh, Sidney Poitier. So like there was also I got like the drama from her. I got the comedy from my dad. And I just remember the feeling of sitting with both of them and how film and TV just hit us, like how it shaped you and how stories and characters moved us. I went and played college basketball. I tried to come play with you in the league, but uh, I wasn't ready for that. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't ready at all for that. And so I graduated college and I was like, man, I, I want to I wanna pursue acting. Like This is what I want to do with my life. And, you know, I bounced around a little bit. I was in New York for a little bit modeling. I lived in a model house with 16 dudes at one point in Long Island City.
1: It was a wild experience.
0: And then finally figured out like L.A. was where I needed to be. Got to L.A. and, you know, bumps and bruises, figured it out. La La Land is La La Land. But ultimately uh, found an agent, found a manager, put myself in class, learned, watched stuff all day long and, uh,
1: you know, got some opportunities. The game is a classic. You were on that in 2015. When did you get the call? Tell me about the audition.
0: (laughs) The game was crazy, man. It was a show that obviously I had watched. Like, culturally, it was a show that, like, everyone I knew knew that show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it had gone through this life where it was on the CW and then it had moved to BET. And they were coming into their 100th episode. And it was going to be the last season of this show. And they were going to bring in these two new characters to kind of help usher that last season. And I auditioned for it eight times. Wow. Eight times. For a show that was only supposed to be for one more season, I auditioned what? for eight times. And I was like, y'all, we only doing 20 episodes. What's this about? <laughs> like, why are we doing all this? And uh, every single time I went back, I felt like I was doing the exact same thing. But Mara and Salim and, and Kenny Smith, who was the showrunner at the time, they were like, every single time you came back, you brought something new to it. And I was like, okay, if you say so, like, I feel like I'm just doing the same thing, and, you know, I end up booking that with, and playing, playing opposite Lauren London, and it was such an amazing experience, man, because, you know, that whole cast, with the exception of Lauren, who was coming from Features, that whole cast had all done well over 200, 300 episodes of television. Every single one of them individually had been on a bunch of shows, so I felt like, I was showing up every day and was in this boot camp. Like I was getting learned from these craftsmen who were um, had amazing comedic timing and were had like you know whatever their skill for being able to memorize was and just could connect. And they were all so gracious and and just like wrapped their arms around me. And we we went into that season. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, but we came out of it and the ratings were so crazy. BET was like, oh, we're bringing y'all back. Just so you know, we're going to do three more seasons of this. Let's, let's, let's run it one more time. And we literally did three more seasons of it, man. And it was, it was amazing. It was such a great experience. I'm forever grateful for everybody who was a part of that.
1: And you crushed it. And that propelled you into other opportunities. And we watched you be Lawrence Hive on Insecure. Congratulations. Thank you. Man. What is it like, based on your journey, to now have people recognizing you for characters they see you as on screen or on TV?
0: It's wild, man. I remember when I started this, I just wanted a job. I was just like, yo, I just want to work. Like, I, That was the bar, like the bar was like, let's just get a job. And then like, as I, you know, I got into it a little bit more and learned a little bit more and, and grew as a performer, I started to realize like, I just wanted to play characters that resonated with people. I wanted to play characters that you know, made you feel something, and to be blue when I was out in the streets was mm-hmm. why I'll never forget the first time I went to New Orleans. I did Essence after the first season of the of, of the game. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to walk and grab something to eat real quick. I just walked out the hotel, walked down the street, like over by Harrah's. Like, I just thought I could literally just go grab some church's chicken. And I got my someone tore a sleeve off my jacket. Like I got mobbed in the streets and I was like, oh, this dude is reaching people and then you know people call me blue for those three or four years and I was like oh I'm never gonna be able to shake blue like I'm gonna be blue for the rest <laughs> of my life like I'm everywhere I go somebody gonna call me blue season one of Lawrence blue never existed it was just all it, season one of insecure it was just all Lawrence after that and then you know now coming and being able to do that for the last five years that was an amazing thing to see too uh I've been called Lawrence in India. I've been called Lawrence in the UK, in the oh. South of France, in Mexico. Like I've literally internationally, people have seen this show and resonated with these characters. And that's such an amazing, and then my community, which obviously means the world. You know what I mean? Like that to me is also so important and so much of why I do what I do. So we feel, so people see themselves on screen. So it's, it's been amazing, man.
1: So now that you're in the industry, what are some of the things that you're watching on TV or some yeah. of your favorite films that have nothing to do with you. You just chilling. You doing your thing. You like, you know what? I'm checking that out.
0: Uh, Ozark, first and foremost. Jason Bateman is Laura Linney. That whole cast, like they're so good. Um, I love that show. I love I love the darkness of it. I love where it's gone. I love their relationship. That's been amazing to watch. I I, I love Stranger Things. Like growing up with these kids who are now all adults, obviously. Like that's been an amazing journey. Um, I love a Bond movie, so anytime I get to see Daniel Craig as Bond, I'm always there for it. Um, I'm trying to think what else? Harder to harder they fall. I fell in love with Atlanta. I'm watching right now. Classic. Uh, yeah, classic. Um, and I feel like, you know, Atlanta to me feels like it always felt like our companion show. Like we came out, we came out like within a few months of each other mm-hmm. um, and we're telling this experience in on two opposite coasts. You know what I mean? We were telling this black experience in these two cities that were completely opposite of each other. And I I, I just always I love watching that and and thinking about the connection between those two shows. Um, But yeah, man, I watch everything, everything. If if Tom Cruise is on, I'm watching it. If Will (laughs) Smith is on, I'm watching it. If Denzel is on, I'm watching it. It it doesn't matter what
1: it is. So the beauty of those characters, as you mentioned, playing Blue and then Lawrence, the reason why we recognize you on the streets as those characters is because you get into them so well and you crush it. But what about the process that leads into that? I've been on set. I've been in movies, I've been in commercials, and I found myself reading my lines, still having a paper in my pocket. So talk about the process of getting into character.
0: Yeah, you know, every character is different um, and takes a different, I think, you know, you got to look at them with a slightly different lens. But how I kind of go into everything, you know, I read something once and I'm just focused on the character that I'm playing. And for me, the homework there is really to find all the ways that were similar and all the ways that were different. And I throw away the similar. I'm like, all right, I got that. I I know I I understand how I connect to a character in that way. And for me, the real work comes in uh, on the ways that were different, because that's where I need to go explore and find out who this person is and their experiences and what makes them tick. And then a the second time, I'll go back and I'll read through and I'll just read just what people say about that character, how they reference him, how they talk about him, mm-hmm. um, what he means to them. And that starts to build some of the picture. And then from there, you know, again, it kind of depends on what it is. Like if I want to take something on, like for Lawrence, for example, on Insecure, because he was a dude who was in tech space and was wanted to be in a startup space and wanted to do his own thing. I watched fish tank for like Mm. shark tank. Sorry. I watched shark tank for like, I don't know, three months straight. I sat on my couch every single day. I stopped going to the gym. Like uh, I wouldn't call people back because that was what that's what Lawrence was going through. And so I wanted to know what, what that's not me. So I was like, what is that experience like when you just sit at home all day in sweats watching the same show over and over again? And you think you know how to pitch better than the people who own the show pitching. You right. know what I mean? And so I just wanted to know what that experience was like. And so I went through that. And uh, you know, it was a similar thing with with uh with the game. Like I got to go out and work with a football team. And work out with a bunch of wide receivers and some some wide receiver coaches, and like just experience what that is. And you know that shades performance, man. It really it really helps you get into the mind of who these folks are and what's the most important thing to them and how they communicate and and what makes them tick. Uh, and then it's a bunch of other stuff I do. Like yeah, there's a bunch of other stuff too. Well, yeah. like
1: what, for example, like what, like like because th- like, think about this. Like you'll be doing a show today. Yeah. And in a different movie tomorrow. Yeah, like, literally. Like, I know you do this for a living, <laughs> but that's incredible. That is yeah. absolutely incredible. You're not reading any lines like you re- memorize all of this. How do you do that?
0: Yeah. I mean, the memorization, I think, comes from. So one of the things I always think about is like, you know, I, I do this, this exercise that I learned when I was in acting school where you kind of cover up the page. And so you read a line that's at the top of the page. And let's say Jalen's got the first line and you say whatever the line is and I'm covering up the rest of it, right? So I only see your line. And I just think to myself, what are my possible resp- Based on this character and what I know about this character, like what are my possible responses to what this person just said? And then yeah. I just take a guess and I'm like, all right, I think I would say this. And then, you know, I pull the page down a little bit. I see my line. Maybe it's dead on. Maybe I paraphrased it. Maybe it's completely different. If it's completely different, then I'm like, okay. well, how did I get to that place? And so I use the white space on a page and the white space between lines really to just fill in character thoughts and what my character is constantly thinking about if my character is cold if they got a full stomach if they're hungry what our given relationship is our given circumstances where we're at in a moment um I try to use the page to like write all that stuff down for myself and you do that a couple of times and by the you know after a few times you're pretty you know you're memorized but hopefully not in a way that feels like it's just a line read like hopefully you've done it in a way that's organic and and you so then when I get in a scene with you I'm still here I know what I'm supposed to say but I'm also living it with you in the moment and we're so locked in and and that's like the fun man that's the magic I feel like when you walk out of a scene and somebody's like, we got it, and you're like, wait, but what did I just do? Like, we got. I'm, are you sure? Like, that's the that's the magic. Then you watch those scenes, and you're like, damn, that was good. Right. That was that was right. fun. Like that that's the fun.
1: A kid from South Carolina, major hey. you dudes, lived in New York with 16 different models. You went to L.A. Now you're starring with Tom Cruise top gun maverick you play Ruben payback Fitch. Yeah. so what was it like to get that call in that audition and then to actually shoot the movie uh my
0: agent called me ali called me uh and said hey man i got this audition for you uh it's a pretty big movie uh, i'm not gonna tell you what it is i'm just gonna wait till you till you get the email but you're gonna be you're, you'll be uh auditioning with the director and the casting director and i was like all right cool cool cool. yeah send it over i'll, I'll uh I'll, ch- I'll check it out tonight. And he's like, oh, I think you might check it out faster than that. But yeah, cool. I, I we'll see. He sends it to me. I, I open it up on my phone. I call him immediately. I'm like, bro, you held t- you held top gun. That's what you buried the lead? You didn't want to tell me I was auditioning Is that for top Gun? Is that- Bruh, like, that's what we do. We're not telling, we're not telling people about the biggest movie of ever. So I'm sweating on these pages, man. It's like three pages, and I'm sweating over these two scenes. And I work them. I feel like I do all of my work. I run them with a buddy of mine. I come back and I work on them a little bit more, and now it's time to go in and actually do it. And you know the hope is that you kind of throw it all away. You know, you get in there and you're just present. And you know, you don't have to worry about the lines because you know they're in there somewhere and they're gonna they're gonna come out as long as you're you're staying connected with somebody and having a real conversation. And I get in there with Denise Chávez, shout out to Denise, an absolutely amazing casting director, and Joe Kaczynski, our director. And I run these scenes a couple of times. I met Danny Ramirez, who plays a, a fanboy in the movie. I met him in the in the lobby. Um, he had a fanboy moment when he saw me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm joking. That's he love. Did.
1: That's <laughs> love. <laughs> yeah. But
0: we 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 always tease that he's really fanboy because he geeks out so hard about everything, bro. When he knows that I talk to you today, I guarantee you he's gonna That's lose love.
1: it. That's but love.
0: so uh, I go in the audition, I do it a couple times. Joe's like very quiet, you know, he's got his leg crossed, he's just mm. sitting there shaking his head, he writes a note down. And he's like, let's just do it one more time. And when you do it, just try it like this. Just do this thing. So you do it and he kind of he shifts a little bit. He watches it again. All right, thanks. That was great. Appreciate it. And I'm like, damn, I missed it. Like, I'm not gonna be a top gun. I, clearly, he did not like that. Clearly, I missed the assignment 100%, right? I go home. I try to let it go. I get a call the next day. And my agent, same agent, calls me. And he's like, hey your tape is going to Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is going to watch your audition tape. And that was on a Friday, bro. I lost it. I'm like, Tom Cruise is going to watch me act this weekend. This is, we here. We made it, baby. Must see TV. Must see TV. (laughs) He's going to be on the couch watching me on like a big screen. You know what I'm saying? Eating popcorn, watching me do these two scenes. I'm like painting the picture in my head. Um, That Monday... I'm just waiting by my phone, like I'm like they're gonna call me and tell me that he watched it. And I'm at this point, I'm also like, whatever happens, happens. The fact that my audition tape got to that point to me was just such a big, such a big win. Right. And the end of the day, I'm on the four o five, stuck in traffic. Of course, four thirty, five o'clock. Uh, and my agent calls and he's like, hey, hey, don't hold on one sec. I just gotta, I gotta click over. Sorry making it sound like he's gonna click over to another call. It's my entire team on the phone and they all just start screaming and start calling me payback and Top Gun and like all this stuff. Yeah. And they tell me that I booked it, man, while I'm on the highway. I'm like, ah, was amazing. <laughs> I love y'all
1: so much. We made it. <laughs>
0: it yeah. was it was crazy, man. And then the first call I made was my mom and dad. I call them, my mom is in the background. She's screaming. My dad is real quiet. He's like, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. But that's the Navy, right? I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, I guess you can't be perfect, but I still love it. (laughs) I was like, ah, come on, man.
1: It was amazing. Such an amazing call. It is awesome. And I appreciate you taking the time. I'm a huge fan. But before I let you get out of here, I have a rapid fire segment called Gone in 60 Seconds. You ready to do this? Let's get it. What actor, that you have not worked with, that you hope to work with? One? Yes. Man. Um, Denzel. You mentioned how people now recognize you. Who is somebody that you would fanboy about if you got a chance to meet them? Um,
0: this is a, also an unfair one. I feel like it's so many people. Uh, if I met Giannis, I would go crazy. <laughs> Devin Booker, I would go crazy. Oh. Uh, uh um, if I met John Morant, I would go crazy. Uh-huh. Um, but then also from an actor perspective, let me back up. Uh, Brad Pitt, for sure. Clooney, Viola Davis. Um,
1: yeah. That's a great list. Besides Issa and Lawrence, name your favorite black fictional couple.
0: Oh, come on, man. Martin and Gina.
1: No doubt. Come That's on, a great man. Martin and Gina.
0: Yes. yes. Forever.
1: Yes. Come yes. Yes. If your Top Gun character had a theme song, what would it be? Ooh. We
0: ready, hey, hey,
1: we ready. <laughs> we ready, that's a great one. And lastly, but certainly not least, and I appreciate you taking the time. I'm going to write a column about this. We're going to do a podcast about this, and our fans are going to be excited that you joined the show. What's the biggest thing you look forward to fans seeing in Top Gun Maverick?
0: Payback, baby.
1: Big payback. <laughs> nah,
0: I mean, I the
1: the the stuff that we did in the air
0: on this movie it's never been done before we were literally doing it in real time we were all learning it in real time and i think you know the dedication of every single one of these actors the the graciousness of tom the mentorship from tom it all like it's on the screen we left everything on the screen and i've never been more proud to be a part of something i've never been more proud to like look to my left and right the people that i did it with mm. and then i've never been more proud to like give something to an audience that like mm. is literally going to blow their minds like people are going people are going to go crazy in the theaters and i want them screaming and high-fiving and fist pumping and tears yes. falling yes. And i feel like that is everything that i hope people take away from this
1: well jay ellis sky's the limit including hey, working with denzel hey. thank you very much for joining
0: thank you brother
1: last call last call call. i like to thank jay ellis for stopping by the podcast and his new movie top gun maverick comes out in theaters friday may 27th and i can tell you firsthand it's an incredible film one thing that stuck out to me about jay in particular is the way he figured out to continue to move forward in life he had to hone what he was good at he decided that acting and storytelling through characters was gonna be his call. So he started out in New York living in a house with 16 models. Then he tried his luck in LA and now he's making his name known in the industry by starring in a blockbuster movie with Tom Cruise. He was determined to work harder than everyone around him to get where he wanted to be. What are the ways you can be better? at what you're good at. Take yourself to the next level again and again and again. But the only way to go is up. I'm the Renaissance Man. See you next week.